On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, 10 games to go for the 76ers with 49 wins. Half game back at the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference standings. How should the Sixers go about Joel Embiid and James Harden in terms of their maybe injuries? We'll get into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com backslash locked on today to get started what's good d what's happening man it's friday that's what's good friday start of a a back-to-back for the sixers so yeah that's what's good yeah yeah they better hope it's good right (laughs) absolutely welcome everybody you're locked on 76ers i'm divine givens from 97.5 the fanatic radio in philadelphia alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for the Inquirer.com. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers right here. Uh, Keith, we got a lot to get to. The Golden State Warriors hosting the Sixers tonight. The Warriors are very good at home where they have, are sporting, I believe, a 29-7 and home record where the Sixers are 23 and 12 on the road. So the Sixers do pretty well away from the center where the Golden State Warriors uh, do pretty well at home. So we'll see what happens there. We'll give our keys to the game for this matchup. We'll also talk about the 76ers and their road record and how good it has been and how that may help them not only now, but in the postseason. But we have to start with the injuries to your two best players and James Harden and Joel Embiid. Embiid dealing with now the calf strain that caused him to only play 12 minutes in the game, 16 minutes, pardon me, in the game against the uh, Chicago Bulls on Wednesday in Chicago. And they were up by so big that it seems like they just let him rest if that's the reason. James Harden dealing with now, as we know, the Achilles with to his left Achilles dealing with the little Achilles strain uh, on his leg. So two things to monitor going into the playoffs. This has been Keith part of the issue for the Sixers with Embiid mainly going into the playoffs for many years. Now, these five years that they've gone in, it always seems to be something with him and you can't point to him and say that he's done anything wrong by getting injured. Injuries happen. He's a big guy playing a lot of games and a lot of minutes. Injuries do happen. Um, How would you, look at this keith if uh or just simply if you were the 76ers or if you were advising the 76ers since you talked to them (laughs) if you were advising them how would you say that with these final 10 games they should go into the postseason with these 10 games should they rest these players should they give them some time should they sit them yeah this is a tough one d like yesterday i was on the radio on a radio show and um i was like yo i would sit them you know what I mean? I would sit those two. But then the more, but then when the guy asked me a question, he was also like, but, you know, in a way, Joel is having such a phenomenal season to whereas, you know, you're asking him to sacrifice possibly the MVP for the team. And again, we all say like the team goal 
is bigger than the individual goal, right? We all say that. But at the same time, it's like he's been playing too. But but the, the problem is if he continues to play and if that if he if if he continues to play and maybe um the injury gets worse, talking about the calf strain or whatever it is, or the tightness, next thing you know, you have a problem. Same thing with James Harden. If something happens to him, it's a catch twenty two too. Because we yes, the Sixers have the best road record in the NBA, right? But also when you look at it, it's one of those things where that home court advantage is really going to come in handy against Boston. Now, and even Milwaukee too. So like if you say we're going to rest them up and we're basically saying we're locked in for the third seed, all that sounds good. But we all know playoff basketball is completely different than regular season basketball. The road is going to be more hostile. So I hate to keep going back and forth or or not giving you an answer. But to me, it's tough because you basically you need them healthy to be in the playoffs. But you also need those two guys to play in order for you to lock up at least home court advantage against the Boston Celtics. You have to finish one game above them. So it's tough, man. It's like, I think for me, it's going to have to be one of those things where you monitor them closely and see if they can go or not, you know, and and then hope and pray that, you know, you get a large enough lead to where you can take them out. But the end of the day is you need them to be healthy in the playoffs. But I'm here to tell you, like, it might be tough for them to go to Boston and win game seven. It might be tough for them to go to Milwaukee and win game seven, as good as they've been playing this regular season. So I thought with the injury happening on Wednesday in Chicago that Doc Rivers and the staff did the right thing. You know Joel Embiid wanted to keep playing. They told him, no, we're up big enough right now. We're up you know, pretty big lead at, at halftime. We, can, we should be able to pull this one out without you and give him some rest. So he only scored 12 points. So what that does is hurts his scoring average, which he leads the NBA in right now. So that would drop him down a little bit where Luka Doncic will probably jump ahead of him. I haven't looked at the stats to see if he's still in front of Doncic or if Doncic is in front of him. I haven't checked, but that's beside the point because um, it, it, to your point, it's about the health and I am willing to sacrifice if I'm giving advice to the Sixers, the number two seed, if I'm of the belief that I can win on the road. Now, I don't have, as far as the history goes, I don't have anything backing me on my side when I'm talking about playing in Boston and defeating the Boston Celtics on the road. I don't have that because that's not that's not true this season. Uh, but what I do know is, as you pointed out, the regular season and the postseason are two different animals. The Sixers could go in, Keith, and win the first two games in Boston and we'll be like, man, I didn't see that coming because they are a different group with, with what we've talked about so often about this basketball team this season of how they have not been what we've seen in the past. Every season is different. Every season tells a different story than the previous one. And while we know the common theme has been 50 wins so many times for this group, the playoffs might say something totally different. So for them to be right, Yes, you need both of those players to be as close to 100% as possible. They can't be 100% because they played 82 games. Uh, well, they played an 82-game season and the games they played during the season of that 82-game schedule. But they, um, they're they going to have to 
make sure like we talked about yesterday with 10 games left and we're focusing on boston because you are only a game half a game back right now and you need to be a full game in front of them because of the season series boston winning that already you do have to make sure that you keep cleveland off of your back and not have them surge ahead of you where you have a four game lead on them but you cannot afford to fall backwards now look if you do get to the fourth seed and you play Milwaukee in the second round, there are plenty of people, Keith, including myself. I don't know how you feel that. I think they play well and match up well against Milwaukee, all things considered. And that might be the 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 uh, better team to face first and then the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. You're going to have to play both if you are going to get to that third round. So it really doesn't matter. And you need your best players to do so. So uh, for me, um, I'm with the 10 games left. The MVP is the MVP. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But the one thing that we do know is going to happen is a playoff. And in order for them to win, they have to be a part of it, both Harden and Embiid. And I would look at it and just kind of monitor the games. Like, for instance, starting tonight, there's a back-to-back. Maybe I don't play them in a back-to-back. Just not. Um, Monday is an important game against the Denver Nuggets. You know that's going to mean something because of the mere fact that they are the number one seed. You might see them in the NBA Finals. And then the head-to-head matchup for Embiid. So if there's any game that he's going to play, he's going to play in that game against Joel Nikola Jokic, and that's going to be a big, big test for them. So that's how I would approach it a little bit, maybe take a peek at the matchups, see where things are, see what Cleveland is doing behind me also. Uh, but uh, I say it two times, so I want to be a, a hypocrite and contradict myself because I'm always talking about I can't worry about what other teams are doing. And I can't really worry about what Cleveland is doing. But if they're on my heels, I have to make sure that I'm doing my part to make sure. I don't think they're going to go and lose six games here down these 10-game stress. I don't think that that's possible that they slip to the fourth seat. It's going to be interesting to see how the players feel, number one, and how Doc Rivers approaches this with these games. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, listen, man, we got to take a quick break. We come back and we talk about the road because they are going on the road. So we are to look at these final games that they have on the schedule with a lot of road games. They have three more on this trip. Then they have a few more at the end of the season, man. What I think six, six more in total. And um, these guys have their hands full, but they've been doing a pretty good job. We'll talk about that when we get back right here on Locked On 76ers. All right. Also, I have to let you guys know about Nissan and tell you about the most electric player of the week. And that is brought to you by the all new electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Yes. You know what? Typically, we go with the big fellow because of how he's been playing. And that's 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 undeniable. We know how good he is, how great he is. Pardon me. And the job that he's done two weeks in a row, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. You know, where I'm going this week. I'm going with DeAnthony Melton. How about that? How about we give him a little nod? Starting, coming off the bench, just to Mr. Do Everything as the nickname, and he has done just that. He is from uh, the two-way player that he is from one end of the floor offensively to the other end of the floor defensively, or let me switch that up, defensively leading to the offensive side of what DeAnthony Melton has been able to do. He has been tremendous in helping the Sixers get to the 49 wins that they currently have. And the job that he has done has been simply amazing. On the season, he has averaged uh, 10.5 points, 1.7 steals, which puts them him right there in the mix with so many 
players in the NBA at the top. He's played 69 games, 28 minutes, started 53 out of necessity because of the time missed for a lot of his teammates. But over the last three games during this week, he has posted 14, 19, and 25, and a total of 13 steals for DeAnthony Melton uh, for the Philadelphia squad. And that's what he's been doing. That's why he's deserving of the player of the week. He's brilliantly fierce with how he's so small, but able to get in there, get his dig his hands in there, and get those steals, finishing in the paint. He's elegant with those finishing at the rim, with how he's able to use his layup package to get those things done powerful in the sense that stunningly and elegantly powerful with how he is able to sometimes have to maybe get a little physical and do the job and get it done. And he delivers on duality, combination of fierceness, fierceness, elegance, and beautiful but strong. The perfect SUV crossover like the 2023 Nissan Aria. The 2023 Nissan Aria pick packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for the people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. All right, Keith, the road record for the Philadelphia 76ers through 69 games, as, we, as we've talked about uh, already. Pardon me. Uh, I was talking about the Anthony Melton there. That's why I said that. But 49-23 overall, second in the Atlantic Division in the East standings, they are third on the road. They are 23 and 12 through the 35 games that they have played. Magnificent record on the road. We've seen them before, Keith, where they've won on the road but still had trouble in the postseason. We've seen them where they have struggled on the road with their regular season record and brilliant at home and still losing at home too, like they did against the Atlanta Hawks. In this case, man, how do you see this one possibly translating not only to these final games that the team has uh, on the road, but also in the postseason? You know, I, I still think it's going to be tough for them to go into Boston and win. Um, I mean, based like, you know, of their 12 losses, two of them came to Boston, the two that they played in. Um, but 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 I think that this is different than in years past. Like, I think that this team is good. Now, here's a lot of things like we got to talk about, like, you know, this is a different team, D. I mean, like, not to go, like, it's different. Like, there's four players on this team who are holdovers from a couple years ago when they struggled. Joel, Tobias, Shake Milton, and Furkan Korkmaz. Furkan doesn't play, right? So outside of that, this is an entirely different group. You also have a lot of guys now who've been on team, these newcomers, besides Jalen McDaniels, they all made played in the playoffs and even Jalen played in a play-in game even though that's not like the playoffs but he played in some a pressure-packed situation so to speak um so I I feel like you know with me like I would love to have home court advantage if I'm the Sixers against Boston or against Milwaukee but you did point out that you know they have a, a better they you know they, they've done fairly well against Milwaukee yeah but the thing is, I feel like any other team, they should be okay. Now, we're, we're not going to fool ourselves and not realize that it's going to be louder on the road. It's going to be more hostile. It's going to be a lot of different things in the playoffs. But for what they've done, you know, they got the best road record. 
they have an eight-game winning streak or seven-game winning streak on the on the road, or is it eight? Seven. It's seven. 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 So they got seven games um, road winning streak on the road, and we're talking about beat some quality teams on the road. Quality they, teams. They've lived on the road for this month. Yeah, they lived on, and this was supposed to be. Let's keep it real. A lot of people were counting them out. I mean, I was like, I'm thinking like, yo, they they lost to Boston, they lost to Miami. I'm thinking they're gonna go on the road, and it's gonna be like getting destroyed and they just kept finding a, a a way to win and a lot of them were blowout wins too so you know I, I think they'll do well I, I just think that when it comes down to unfortunately Milwaukee and Boston and the Sixers because they're the three best teams in the league when it comes down to them I just want to make sure that I got game seven at home for that one game well, Boston has 24 wins. The Sixers have 23, and Milwaukee has 22 in the Eastern Conference. Uh, New York also has 22. The Knicks, Brooklyn has 20 uh, on the road. So, all rolling. Mm-hmm, all, all those teams have 20 plus wins on the road in the Eastern Conference. Now, the Sixers have the best percentage points because of their 23 and 12 record to the Celtics, 24, 14, 22 and 13 for the Bucks, and uh, 22 and 15 for New York. So they have shown that they can win, and, and that's important. Both all of those teams have shown they can win on the road, so that's the weird part about it. Uh, but when we look at the Sixers and believe that they can do what they can at home, they do have uh, double-digit losses where Milwaukee and, and Boston do not. Cleveland also single-digit losses at, at home. This is, this is something that I am encouraged, though, by of how they have played on the road because we've seen it before where – they could let that get into in, in the way, let it seep in their head and the subconscious, and we can't win on the road. And we see it. We see it play out in real time of how they can't win uh, on the road. So I think this, as you talked about, and as I said in, in the first segment, as this is a different story. And if if they if they can keep this up in the playoffs, this is going to be interesting. But you know, when you look at those other teams, also at home, they win two on their home floors. So it, the, the, the give and take of it all and how much, how strong are you mentally to get through all of that stuff, especially when even they come to your place that you can still pull out a win. They beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. They have yet to beat Boston in Boston and they're done playing Boston at the garden. Everything is going to be the last game is going to be here in Philadelphia. So, yeah, man, it's a real big challenge, but it is encouraging the way that they've been playing and the way that they've been showing us. They've been play, basically playing playoff basketball for the last couple of weeks and they've answered the bell on the road. And, and that's encouraging. And I, I think that will bode well for them this time around in the playoffs. All right. Final segment on the other side. We got to give our keys to the game tonight against the Golden State Warriors, the uh, Warriors right now fighting to stay in the top six and not fall into the play-in tournament. They are 29-7 and seven at home as opposed to their 9-29 and 29 road record, 38-36 overall, half game back of the fifth-seeded Clippers, one full game back of the Phoenix Suns. They have no shot for the top three. So we'll see how this one all plays out uh, tonight. We'll give our keys to the game for that one when we come back right here on Locked On. 
76ers. Well, let me tell you, groceries, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself. How about try to do that for yourself? You know, like you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? If you are able to get some cash back situations when you're purchasing some things, watching your closet grow after purchasing all the season's latest trends, we're getting into the spring. How about also watching your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on everything from shopping trips. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either uh, link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. That's very convenient, if I must say so myself. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. This is Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. All right, Keith, we are locked in here for this final segment and the 76ers and the Golden State Warriors. As mentioned, Golden State, six in the West, 38 and 36, 29 and seven at home. And uh, they are 11 games back, 11 and a half games back of first place. They have no shot. They could fall back into the play-in tournament. They could also make sure that they stay in that top six by winning some of these games that they have on the road. The Sixers and the Golden State Warriors, they did face off in December on the 16th in Philadelphia. They lost by 12, 118-106. And um, uh, Jordan Poole had 29 to lead them in scoring. Joel Embiid had 34 points. All right, Keith, how do you feel about this one? What are some of your keys to the game for this particular matchup against this Golden State Warriors team? I mean, Most I, I Curry, guess- by the way, in that first game, or Draymond Green. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, those are the two guys. Like, right now I'm looking at Steph Curry, and I'm looking at Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson. I know he played. But, you know, right now the projected starters on this is, is, is the Dante DiVincenzo, a guy you know very well, Draymond, Kevin, Kevon Looney, Clay Thompson, and, and Steph Curry. And and I, I my concern is, <clears throat> you know, I guess I didn't give my man DiVincenzo enough credit or respect the first game because he lit the Sixers up. And I was making it seem like, oh, nah, he's not going to do anything. You know, right now, those that three-guard lineup, it concerns me just a little bit. Not to say that the Sixers can't win it, but my thing is when we look at the 76ers, a lot of times it's their perimeter defense lets them down when they go up against quality guards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm just a little concerned about that because we already, we got the splash brothers. You got Steph averaging 29.6. You have clay averaging 21.8, but then you have DiVincenzo who is probably going to get a lot of open looks because the focus is going to be on the other guys. And I, and I just, I'm a little concerned. So the key is you can't let none, you can't, well, you got to contain Steph. And but you can't allow DiVincenzo to beat you either. You just can't. You got well. In other words, I'm not saying you're going to like focus on him, shut him down. But but you can't. You you got to know where he is at all times. 
because he's going to get a lot of open looks. He was and it could hurt. four for ten in their win over the Dallas Mavericks on the road on Wednesday night uh, for fourteen points in twenty-four minutes. Uh, also two steals in the game off the bench. Jordan Poole with sixteen points. He did not make a three-pointer, but he put up four. Curry ended up with 20, 14 for Green, 9 for Thompson. And you know that they'll probably shoot a little bit better in their game at home. They got 39 three-pointers. So basically for me, is one of the keys is to guard the perimeter, as you talked about, uh, guard that three-point line because that's where they will destroy you. Things can really get out of hand because of the runs that they go on with the way that they make three-pointers. So if the Sixers are able to defend the three-point line, and close out on all of those shooters. And we're talking about four big ones there from DiVincenzo, Poole, Thompson, and of course, Curry. You have to make sure that you know where your man is at all times. You can't can't fall asleep on defense. So make sure you do that. Don't give them too many opportunities or run because they love to run. And with that, they will find the three-point line and spread out instead of going to the basket for layups. They are taking that three. So make sure that you protect the basketball, keep the turnovers low as always, and if you're able to do that, you'll at least give yourself extra possessions. If you're missing them, that's one thing. If you're turning the ball over and then giving them extra opportunities, that's a big, big problem in a, in a game like this against a team like this that can score very quickly and in bunches. So those are my keys, as you pointed out. Defend the perimeter, watch those guards, and uh, don't let any of them. You can't stop all four of them. Someone's going to get hot. Limit limit the hotness Keith <laughs> in this game uh, against one of those four shooters if not two hopefully uh for the 76 or so that's it for me man and and again this is the second night of first night of a back-to-back you got another tough one against the Phoenix Suns and if, if they can get out of this game quickly and get some rest that would be great I, we knew the stretch was going to be tough that's why I said two and two on this road trip I'll take it and uh because it's not going to be easy you just laid out great points about this San Francisco Golden State team, especially at home where they play well. You go into Phoenix on the second night of a back-to-back. That's not easy. And then the, the Denver game on Monday, that's also a very difficult game for the Sixers where they took care of them too. So revenge is on the mind. And if, if you're playing against a team like the Sixers, you also look at them as a team that could advance to the NBA Finals. You want to send a little bit of a message in the last matchup of the season with them so you're going to want to try to say something and the same for the sixers where they want to say hey we swept you in the regular season this can carry over if we see you in a seven game series for a championship yeah i'm with you bro i'm with you and and but i i do think the sixers could still win tomorrow win I mean, any of these games like, yeah they can win any of them i mean shucks and if they were healthy i mean they could put it on a couple squads that was, but, that's also gonna be key uh, who's playing and who's not playing I know, right? Right. Well, listen, man, thanks as always to you. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. On our next episode, we might sneak in on a Saturday and kind of recap things because this is a big game, and it's a big game on Saturday against the Phoenix Suns, so we might jump in for an extra one. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting good folks know where they can find us? Like D just said, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So when you do that, make sure you do the same for Locked On 76ers, right? You know, and when you go to our YouTube channel, click on the Liberty Bell, 
That way you become a new subscriber and you get notified whenever we have our podcast. Tonight, you got to listen to my man D on 97.5 FM from 6 to 9.45. Why 9.45? Because Sixers play tonight at 10 o'clock. So we're going to go into the pregame show and all that other stuff. So listen to him from 6 to 9.45 to get the updated stuff that, um, you know, talk about it leading up to the game. But also follow my man D on Twitter at DevonG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. And you can read my articles in Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. Oh, well, listen, man, enjoy the game tonight out there in San Francisco, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. Peace, man. Talk to you later. Thanks, y'all. Mm-hmm.